called? I'm called the Jesse James. Jesse, aka the Bizzle. Yo, the Bizzle. Thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle. Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. Cue up your Amazon file. Hopefully, HD to zero hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. Um, countdown is coming from three, and then up to five seconds. So that we're mostly aligned subtitles. And audio, I leave up to you. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you and yours are happy and healthy to the extent that you can. Episode 9, Season 1. I, I might start crying the next few episodes until now, until the end of The Expanse. Not because I think it's, you know, the most perfect series ever, as you've heard, and you're going to continue to hear at times, uh, but because the, the, the books have completely stolen my heart, and uh, the characters have stolen my heart, and there's some pretty brutal stuff. Um, but this is the, the, the world, cosmic, galactic, universe-building um, that lays the foundation for everything that comes forward. Um, even though, you know, five books from now, these stakes aren't going to seem as high as they do. Um, we're talking about millions of people's lives as vomit zombies. So hang in there with me. Um, um, uh, 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 a little, uh, looking forward to some of the stuff that I'm not sure is going to be in this episode, even just like a little moments with Thomas Jane or, uh, and Julie Mao. So get ready if you need. And here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, and go. One, two, three, four, five. Everything going on in the shitstorm. Oh, he's talking with this woman. I wonder if this is going to be one of those combos of... Right, so we saw this exact scene filmed this way. I wonder if we'll see scenes we haven't seen before or filmed differently or so forth. He had to figure it out. They were already, you know, Anderson, um, Dawes already preparing for him to get fired. But they didn't fire him quickly enough. Right, they're getting married, the Donatire. He connects the... They actually don't give Miller enough brain credit in a way with lack of time here because he he puts together a full psycho psychological profile of Holt of uh, Holden and his people, but specifically Holden, which is why when he meets Holden in the last episode, he goes James fucking Holden. It has even more meaning because he's really been studying uh, the Rosinanti as well as everything else. Here's a scapulae. Seven weeks earlier. Okay, so here's the timetable. There's Julie. Alright, do I know any of these other characters? Juan, Darren. You know, some some of the builders end up being good across the board. Some turn, like Dawes, and then turn back. Okay, so... The question is, we spend more time with Julie in the show than in the book with, with these scenes. You have an amazing actress with an amazing look. And she's got the charisma that makes you believe people feel about her the way that we've been described so far. She's the leader. She's brilliant. Her father loves her, even though she's a rebel and a, a miscreant and doesn't love her other his other daughters. Um... And 
you know, I think the the Occam's razor explanation for learning about Chili Mao is that, you know, if the Earthers and the Belters agree that she's like, you know, an A++ uh, human being in terms of brains and all the other good qualities, it would make sense that she would be the one they would go after. The question is, would a protomolecule from billions of years ago understand this about modern humans, but... You know, the brain stem gives information. It's amazing. As long as the books are so little techno babble and they leave so much to the imagination. And so the question is, the Anubis, did her father do this on purpose? Did, did her father decide she was the one? Because they make a, you know, a point earlier uh, where he's at the grave with Aaron, right? Where he's celebrating his daughter's death, basically. Um, and, you know, like the book, I'm cool if we don't really know if she was sort of intended by her demented father or the protomolecule discovered it. Oh, yeah, it looks, yeah, they're infecting them. Oh, that's why they trapped Julie. That's why. They, they wanted, they knew she was going to be the seed, so they left her. Who's floating here? Someone they don't care about. Yeah. The show is way more brutal than the books. It, just in terms of tone. It's interesting. A lot of people die in the books and they and they suffer somewhat, but there's not a lot of rape or extended torture. At least that are described. They're holding Julie, they're beating up these people. Is this do we get more about Julie in the in the show? I would be actually very pumped about that. Yeah, seeing a face to Julie Mao too. I'm not saying they couldn't have done the textual version of the fleshing out of the Julie Mao story. I don't really care either way because I think these books are mostly perfect. But getting an amazing actress with amazing look to play it again, like the yeah, they're getting infected. They're all getting infected. It's also possible that she's um, uh, like a Skywalker or an Atreides where, you know, she's and her father's aware of this, that they've been breeding, like physically breeding their line to be the strongest internally, which is why her sister can, you know, we're going to learn Clarissa, who, who's the jealous sister in book three and onward, uh, has a revenge against the good guys f- for incriminating her horrible father is able to change her her adrenal system so that she has superpowers, basically. It's crazy. And it poisons her and kills her eventually, but... So it would make sense that even an old, dormant Lionel Plansky... So if you are a very old biological substance, you're looking to come back to life... I'm not going to talk about how this is only the first step to things way beyond coming back to life. Please, somebody help. This looks planned. This looks totally planned. And it's kind of implied in the book that it's planned. It's it's Mao's daughter. He has to be behind this. He must, you know, she probably has an amazing immune system. She looks healthy. She doesn't have to be the strongest, but with her brains... 
but mostly her will to live, which is the thing that Miller is obsessed with. I think the the closest thing to compare this to, actually, I was thinking about um, in terms of Julie Mao's suffering and, and why we watch it and why it's important. Um, it reminded me of Wind River. Um, you know, <laughs> the fact that the 16-year-old Indian girl who's raped and then killed runs six miles in the snow barefoot because of her will to live um, and her bravery. And the fucking rapist makes it like three feet (laughs) and Jeremy Renner watches him die, uh, which is an interesting scene. Very powerful. Um, Julie's survivability... And yeah, if you think about it, we have all these things, you know, you're great looking, you've got a great body, you know, you've got a good heart, you've got a good liver, but those are just our standards for what's important. An ancient, an ancient being, which is also running from an ancient being, of course I'm not going to learn that for later, but that's always a fun twist. You think you found the five billion year old uh, unbeatable thing, and then <laughs> it got beat. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, first time I watched this, I was not in the headspace in general for this kind of thing. Um, I just wasn't uh, figuring out what was going on here. Wasn't I was in grad school. I wasn't reading enough fiction. I wasn't watching enough fiction. To me, this is just pure gold. And this is just, uh, you know, it's like the... Um, it's like getting the best binding on a book or... Uh, there's the fireflies, yeah. Look, um, for, uh, horror for me is way more effective as an as an artistic movie-making tool when you don't use it a lot. Um, I think Donnie Darko proves that. <laughs> I've seen a lot of slasher movies way less scary than Donnie Darko. Lionel Plansky. Mission has failed... So the question is, is Anderson Dawes implicated this early on in the conspiracy? No wonder they want to airlock him. It's a bioweapon. How does she even end up investigating this? It's all good. You know, sometimes I try and give explanations to things on TV and books and so forth, and sometimes you just gotta let it ride and accept that either you're not going to understand it because you can't or because you don't have enough information, and that's cool. And sometimes better choice. Okay. Aerostation is within range of the Anubis shuttle. Oh, they move. She waits in the Anubis Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, obviously, you know, Firefly is is known for episodes like this or that have similar um, elements, but it's specifically known for its episode Out of Gas, where we get the hilarious and unexpected backstories of all the main uh, characters, uh, Inara, Jane, Kaylee, he turns out to be very experienced sexually and very free. Um, and Wash with the mustache and Zoe hates him at first and so forth. But it's really about Mal falling in love with uh, 
with Serenity. Not the Serenity, with Serenity. Oh, here's where they start doing the long theme. And they, yeah, they waited too long to not do the long theme. It's so gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, and Gas has a similar structure, too, where there's three different time periods running concurrently. But since it's all based around Mal, a little simpler to keep track of. Plus, you don't have international politics and ancient biological creatures and so forth. He's searching. Is this a continuation from the last episode? Are we having... We're having Major Miller. No, he's got the hat. That's why they did the thing with the hat. God, that's... That's a smart decision. It's not the only reason, but this is one reason. They they wanted this episode to be their artistic episode. It totally is. And that has the mechanism for knowing present Miller from past Miller. And here's the bird. It is brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is one of those weird examples where the fact that the bird looks CGI in some ways makes it look a little... more, more interesting. Yeah, you know, my theory, guys, just make it look cool. I know it's CGI or not, I don't care. Yeah, he's so... That's the other tragedy. It's not just that we know Art from Orphan Black and he's a sweetie. It's that he's so blind to the fact that his entire station is covered with vomit zombies that he's not aware of. Right, it's Julie's survivability. This is what I was getting to. Which is, are factors for survivability on Earth in these current circumstances with our current diet and the current environmental blah, 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 are not, you know, not only different from all the billions of species out there, but even an advanced ancient species that would realize that we're the preeminent species uh, from a sort of conquering standpoint, even if it's an early phase in your evolution, as we learn here, you're... Uh, <sighs> Your exact oh she goes crazy here, um her uh your their exact criteria and desires for the survivability of their hosts um could be different, but they certainly make Julie Mao look very strong on all levels. That's not a coincidence. She's now she's starting to cough. Yeah, normally this stuff bothers me, but I'm so used to this this particular storyline. There's the brown stuff. That means you that means you got it for good. Alright, the blue is like the transformation, and they actually talk in the book about how, you know, we have this we have this idea that caterpillars build a cocoon and they just sort of sprout wings, but they actually liquefy and build from scratch inside the cocoon. Which is kind of gross, but also really cool uh, and a beautiful metaphor, uh, or certainly a twisted metaphor for what's going on here. Let's turn this down a little bit. Young, young, young women and children suffering is not something I like, and Amos <laughs> does not like it either. Let's we'll say that. Turn the volume a little bit. Florence Favre is Julie Mao. Can't say enough. Anderson Dawes just slinking on the the edge of all this. No, I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, "Okay, it's a disease." We see this in science fiction all the time. 
But, you know, I, I have so little patience with shows, especially when they have flaws or a network like sci-fi that I don't trust, even with good properties like this. Um, I didn't give the proto-molecule enough time because it's called the proto-molecule and it looks like vomit zombies. And it's so much more. Alright, so... Are they doing an hour's count? Oh man, this woman is so brave. This it, this is this reminds me of the um, you know the the Asian uh, fembot <laughs> uh, robot slave Oscar Isaac's robot slave one of his oh, robot slaves the Asian uh, d- dancer sex slave in uh, in Ex Machina, but this is re- I mean she's totally naked, other than some makeup. It's very brave for a popular but somewhat niche science fiction program on the niche science fiction channel these are the actors that make series i mean i I praised all the mains to various levels but the julie mao performance is what sets this apart as a very good season despite its flaws but also sets it apart from what the book's able to accomplish Their connection is nowhere near as physical, um, and it's nowhere near as kind of surprising, and it's it's nowhere near as, um, I mean, this is gross, obviously, with the blue stuff with her body. It looks so painful. It's disgusting. But there's something beautiful about the color, and she's transforming. Um, And as I mentioned in the last one, it's possible these beings, you know, what's most likely is they have no idea they're making us suffer because we're, they're on such a different level. We're just hosts. But even if they know that we're suffering, they might not have a choice or think they have a choice. Oh, here it is. So they spent the first about 16 minutes. My God. Holden always has a sense for the practical stuff, even though he's not, you know, technically the... This woman had a recurring but minor role in S.H.I.E.L.D. This was her biggest role, and she's only had two small roles since then. I don't know what happens to these brave actors and actresses. It's great to watch Thomas Jane's interpretation of the heartbreak. For such a distinct actor, it's he must have been exposed at least to the, the Miller from the book. Right, and they call in the cops, and then now we're all friends. Yeah, it's it's just like this in the book. The one guy that we just met, but they clearly have a history, he tells him. Yeah. They must have wanted to tell him. They're going to have to see it. 
Um, even though they've made Alex kind of the pussy so far here, Naomi is tr really traumatized, obviously, especially being a woman herself and seeing the, the deformed, you know, woman's figure. She's horrified, and as is Alex. Man, Kevin Pritchard doing great work here. They just didn't give him enough beef. Orphan Black. And don't leave the station. Uh, this is the this is all they want now is to get off the station. He's got to lie to his friend that he's doing it. Binkins. He, again, this is being utilitarian, as uh, you know, as opposed to doing the quote unquote right thing. He's doing the smart thing. All right, Naomi's dealing with the emotional side of things, which shows that she's the most mature of them, but also ignoring the threat. Oh, it's coming through the ceiling. Oh, no. See, he wants to get infected. Yep. They definitely play up the suicide angle at the end of all this in the book, but I think it's it, it's smart just from a storytelling standpoint. Uh, oh, here's where it is. So they... They confront the scientist who experiments on the little kids. Um, I think they make it this guy. He, you know, he's certainly one of the lead scientists. And you know, pretty much at the end of every Expanse book, Amos, for the most part, murders the lead horrible, you know, Nazi scientist character. Mm-hmm. The Anubis. This is interesting too, because he get does get mad at J and, and Holden, but it's usually very simmering and irrational. Here he's just he just you know he just saw this for his girl that he's obsessed with. Miller's brain can't handle it. None of their brains can. They're getting ready for dust off, which is exactly right. Oh, is this this is where Holden says it? This is one of his major Captain America moments early on. I don't know if he does it here, but he specifically tells the crew to get ready to leave, give them a couple hours to figure this out, and if not, get out of there and don't wait. And Naomi constantly gets mad because she he doesn't realize, Holden doesn't realize, that he's actually being selfish by being so righteous. And the people that care about him don't want to see him. Don't want to, you know, see him go. So... Seemingly easily. You weren't here. Now what are they talking about? Yeah, it's just about making her feel bad. Yeah, this isn't the right introduction to her. They make her seem powerful. You know, overly power hungry, but also overly sensitive to other people's emotions. That brat. They call her brat. Mm -hmm. Frank. I'm confused, guys. Sorry. I missed who got killed from that last episode. Say goodbye. But, like all the characters, uh, they get to Eversol 
Avasarala much faster than you think if you're a book enthusiast. And just make her the queen of shade, which is what she is. You know, she's Beyonce and Lady Gaga, but with a lot of Nicki Minaj. <laughs> There's blood, looks like. What is she looking at? Huh. She's doing spying work. They do some of this in The Expanse. Usually it's not the top people. She takes the pencils. What are the pencils going to tell her? Hey, Agadash Lu can tell anything to me. Yep. Yep, by trying to make the Mao. Uh, Aaron Wright conspiracy with this doctor, this story, as opposed to the second one, they were forced to make compromises, and they didn't realize that their most brilliant writers aren't as brilliant as the guys who actually write The Expanse. But they're mostly saved, even in season one, with mostly good side characters and mustache twirlers, um, which is not always the case, even in good shows. Oh, here's the yeah, crystals. Yeah, Dresden, right? He's the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Dresden is the guy in the, in the first one. So Jules Mal doesn't actually get busted until the second book. Uh, when they learn about um, the full extent of this, and Avicerel is really on the case and meets the Rosanati crew. Wait, I'm. Oh, I thought he knew that Julie. I might just be confused because I watched this, so he hasn't know yet. But he comes to term with it in like a really creepy, evil short time with his own daughter. This guy, who's who's like the reverend of the church, is is already selling it to him, and by the time he puts a wreath on Julie's grave coming up. He's already thinking that it's a, it's a beautiful work of creation, and even the way this guy's crying, this guy's great. He, he's he's crying just from being overwhelmed by the universe. We got lucky. Proceed as planned. Okay, so yeah, so you feel bad for him for two seconds, and his daughter's right there. Mm. Right, Julie was p p p picking around. Oh, they're blaming it on the belters. That's wrong. Here it comes. Here comes the Holocaust. They turn. They literally turn this asteroid into all the the death like. Like a, a death camp, like the biggest death camp ever. 
So they did run this in the final part as a two-parter when they aired it, I believe. Yep, here's where it comes. Yep, here's where Captain America's got to be Captain America. I have no idea what she found in, in the with the pencils. Oh, there's a code. Uh, they're coded pencils. Very smart, Chrissy. But she hates being hates being called by Amos. Oh, we got something. We got something. So this is the conspiracy. It doesn't really matter how she discovers it, to be honest with you. It's the brains that it takes to, to discover that it's happening in the first place. The drives that match the serial numbers. Yeah. They make her seem more heartless in the, in the book until the real apocalypse happens. Um, but to balance out the stoic, non-emotive main characters at the moment having the best actress on the or most experienced actress on the show be the emotional and emotive one was for it was definitely the right call along with jane's unchainedness yep this is this is um holden's only major sort of personal slash moral journey especially having to do with naomi here in the book is that Miller is completely lost. He's willing to kill anyone. Holden's killed people in self-defense, but here he has to go to multiple areas and murder people that he's not sure about. And uh, Naomi basically almost dumps him, or does dump him briefly, for becoming cold-blooded. The can, the girl, it's not your problem. It's not your fault, right? They have this argument the whole fucking time. That's their relationship. I'm making it my problem. Yeah, he's that's right, Cap. Meet me back at the Rossi. He has to constantly order them to leave without him, and they never want to. Obviously, uh, the radiation thing is important. We learn that the protomolecule responds to radiation in some positive and negative ways that we don't. I mean, this is brutal because, you know, movies like V for Vendetta or even much darker, like zombie movies like I Am Legend are all based on the, the, uh, what starts slow, like our situation and gets fast virus situation. But especially on an asteroid, these people, you know, breathing, you know, recycled air, they live right next to each other. It's so easy to experiment on them. They're the lower class, nobody cares. And this is what this is what launches the Belter Rebellion. Ultimately, is this whole thing. Even though there are Martians and, and Earthers who sympathize now and later with all of this. Oh, he's trying to stop Holden. I'm getting used to ugly. Right. So uh, the guards and scientists are all horrible. They have various levels of knowledge. Um, but ultimately they're all implicated with knowledge or without, and 
suffer the same death. I need you alive. Oh, he makes this about Miller. Interesting. Yeah. This is important. You knew this was going to change for the show. This would be the brutal stuff. The two main males finally coming across each other. They should be working together, and all they can do is threaten and beat each other like barbarians. Shot that guy. That's one dead. He takes pride in killing more people in the next 48 hours than his entire life, in fact, or so he says. Um, but anyway, so here's where... In the book, Holden loses his way here and gains it back pretty early on in book two. And Naomi takes him back pretty easily because it, it's genuine. But he does go down a dark path um, for the first and only time. Oh, uh, right, he practices his speech. Yep, they do this in the book. They've, you know, He's supposed to be so powerful and confident, but he he's, gets very nervous with public speaking. Frederick Lucis Johnson, once a hero, now a traitor. All right. Chad Coleman just killing it here. What can I say? I should mention this is one of these shorter episodes, even with everything going on. Nathan Hale. Oh, they're just blaming this straight up on Fred Johnson, who's the last person. This is the first person in the belt they should be negotiating with constantly, even though they act like they hate him. And the last person they should be blaming. He has so much integrity. In the armor of a Martian Marine. And, yeah, and she's become a believer in, in Fred Johnson and this has reverberations throughout the series. Avasarala and Fred. Advanced stealth fighters. Not from the belt. Here it comes. I didn't build them. No belter did or could. Aaron Wright's smiling. Oh, is this the stri- They're just putting this right on Mars? You know, he's too smart. He's going to figure it out. Aaron, no, that's Aaron Wright smiling because he knows he's about to get busted. We can all change what we do next. He's scared. He's never scared. I've taken many, many lives. Been the oppressor. I know his mind. Sorry, this is great. I now hear the drumbeats of war, sound of lies, love of power. How can you not believe this guy, regardless what you think of him? He's clearly scared out of his mind. Belters give, Earth and Mars take. Our language has changed. Things we care about have changed. This is the most important speech of the f- first part of the series. Alright, he's talking about how the hate happened. She's buying it. She knows he's right. Right, they want us all to die just for money and science and power. Mm-hmm. She's looking at his face. She's got empathy. Built by Earth. Yep, this is it. This is this is how they connect it, and they nail it here. Um, as in the as as in as the books and in the series, they hold off just long enough to confirm that it is in fact the shadow 
government mixed with you know high corporation stuff in earth that's doing it and they're trying to blame it on everyone else what's this series tat he's gonna kill him a gangster in a cop uniform he doesn't respect this guy murder him And what's interesting is both Holden and Naomi have to come to terms with in their line of work, saving the galaxy, they are have to k- kill people occasionally, but they have to agree on it and they have to deal with it. This guy's dead. <sighs> um, but they're not ready for what Miller's, where Miller's at. That's what they asked me to do, right? Right, this is a Holocaust thing. No. Comp like him. Calls him a merc, straight up. No morals. Is he going to punch him again? This is Holden being Captain America and not understanding that he's going to make the situation much worse. Miller knows it. And the great part of this third uh, final third of of the, of the series and the book is that Miller seems wrong for all the wrong reasons and and uh Holden seems right for all the wrong reasons and that relationship develops into something truly <laughs> unique and weird and special I'll just say that for now Holden are on the move right, they're trying to wait they cut him off so, I don't know if it happens at the end of this episode or next one, but they get irradiated with all the ex- people being experimented on. Um, and for the next, you know, 80 years of his life or whatever, Holden has to take cancer medications. And luckily, they have cancer medications. Here's the shelters. Terrifying in the book, as here. And the worst part is... Going into the shelters is as bad as not going in the shelters. This is all a genocide. It's a fait accompli genocide. Oh, here we go. I got rank here. He's so out of his league. Now they're all shooting. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Pritchard's characters the cop here he's even more clueless than everybody else that's part of the deal is this where amos blows him away art shows the wrong side even with his boy miller oh yeah and then they run into the other gangs and this just becomes a big clusterfuck uh the torture Miller's lost his soul. Ever since he saw Julie, he's lost his soul. He can't understand it up until the end of all this. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is the Holocaust. Even with all the dark overtones of the first two-thirds of Leviathan Wakes, the first book of The Expanse, of which the first season is based, you never, ever think it's going to go this dark and feel this real. And there it is. There's the radiation. It's happening to the, the the vomit zombie dead people in order to evolve their 
species or whatever the fuck, and they just got caught in it, and now they have like three hours to live. Yeah, mega dose of hard radiation. Oh man. So I'm gonna do a hard out on this one, take a break, and finish it with episode ten, which I guess is part two of the finale here. Thanks for joining me. We're dead. Yep. Yeah. We are now in the in the cut, as as you might say, of literary accuracy. Um either literally or in spirit or both. Um, and, uh, I pretty much agree, and it's interesting how these things work, I'll let you go, it, I pretty much, when I first saw this, having not read the books, agreed with the end of this season, and the five episodes of next season that end this part of the saga, thought it was brilliant television, and then thought they lost their way, and it's not a coincidence that I'm finding that now, even on a greater level, um, what they're able to accomplish here with such complicated and extensive material on a limited budget. So thank you, Expanse. Thank you, Sci-Fi. But thank you, Amazon. And thank you guys out there. Be healthy. Be happy to the extent that you can. Take care of your people. We'll finish this up with Leviathan Wakes, Episode 10, which will have a crazy cliffhanger, I'm sure. Um, May the Force be with you, but for now, the bizzle is out.